This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. We are on a roll this week. And I know Matt is definitely going to keep it real for us, and we're going to have lots of fun with him. But before we bring him on, let me tell you about Matt Zinman. First of all, I just wait till you hear about his books. Ugh, they're great. Matt Zinman is the author of Z-isms. Right there. Come on. Unbelievable. Insights to live by. And a difference maker driven to positively, which we love, impact as many people as possible. So we're all about that. The book is based on his experiences as an entrepreneur, athlete, single parent, caretaker, and nonprofit founder. Ooh, I'm loving that. Matt is CEO of the Internship Institute. Mm, he's busy, which he established to make experience matter. Welcome, Matt. Hey, Sandy. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I just have to start out right away because no sooner I started talking, I got up. The first question is, why Z-isms? So we're going to ask you that. And we always make up names. So this is from Bob. Okay, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go why and what, just, just to be sure we're, we're covered here. So on the cover of the book is a symbol, and that's Z-Man. There's a story behind him uh, that dates back some years. And I actually felt the need to name the book, you know, reversing it from him being on the cover. So, of course, Z in my last name, I've always yeah. had a, an affinity for that. And part of that uh, image and that logo comes from the company I started in 02 and then carried over into my internship work. And then the next question, well, what's a Z-ism? And people think that that's like a quip or, you know, the isms. And, you know, there's call-outs throughout the book and things, but it's a book. And uh, at the same time, it's, it's not just about me. It's, it's really those pearls of wisdom and the original wit experiences, those things that we share, those insights to live by that everybody has. Uh, with the goal to positively impact as many people as possible. So, have you been like this your whole life? I think you're going to have to clarify that question when you say <laughs> be like this. That's pretty broad. <laughs> like positive, wanting to make a huge impact in the world. Like, were you that kind of kid? Yeah, you know, it's funny because, and uh, it, it just raising that question, because I've I've reconnected with a number of people. I'm in my early 50s now, and yeah. you, know, you stay in touch, but you really don't talk to people. And one of my mentors, I, I don't think I've spoken to him in 20, 25 years, right, early in my career. And I told him about the book, and he writes me, and he says, good for you. He says, I always remember you as being relentlessly positive. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what he yeah. said. I was like, yeah. oh, I really like that. Yeah, I guess, okay. Yeah, so I reconnected, so... I get to answer that question and bring him in. So thank you. So before the book, tell us about you. What did you do? Let's even, we don't want to go back way, but let's right. just even go back 10 years. What were you doing 10 years ago? Well, 10 years ago, I was still working with the Internship Institute. I mean, the, if I can, I'll just give you the quick span, right? So we don't get too deep, but I, you know, I'm, I'm in Philadelphia and um, I, I'm, I'm pretty local to here. I went to Temple University, journalism, and I went into the field of public relations and marketing and advertising for about 15 years and started my own company with that in 2002. And then several years, and, and that was at the same time I became a single dad to your, to your introduction. Yeah. And, and then several years later, I got into the internship space, which is, you know, apprenticeships, all things work-based learning. And 
I, I had a history with that, so that's something separate. But I've been doing that, uh, you know, pretty much uh, steady since uh, 05, and I founded the nonprofit in 07. Okay. So I want to know more about the nonprofit because that really, really interests me. So tell me a little bit more about that and how people can get involved with that, too. Right. Thank you. Well, the the Internship Institute is, uh, you know, when people hear it, they think, oh, you know, what schools do you work with? You know, can you get me interns? What we really do is we work on the, the, the employer side. Our goal is to create the opportunities and make sure that they're of the quality that's ah. going to, you know, right? So we... Uh, oh, that's a different spin. Yeah. Yeah, we seem to somehow be the only one. Maybe it's the we're the last one standing just because it's not <laughs> the easiest thing, but uh, especially working with the employers. But those who are committed to it, we go in and we set the programs up. We train their people. It's like, here you go. And yeah. uh, we teach them how to do it right. You know, there's a certain way to do that. You know what? That is so needed. You know, for someone who owned health clubs and I had so many interns, I love them. But <laughs> yeah, but but so we're talking about optimal productivity here, Sandy. Yes, you have to teach the supervisors how to make the best use of your talents. Yeah. So we'll talk after. Uh, I mean, so I I just remember, and it, and I had a lot of lovely lovely interns. But I have to tell you, one week I remember having ten interns come in, and at least half of them were on their phone while they were interviewing with me right telling me oh i'm sorry but like i just have to jump at the opportunity because i'm you know i have other appointments setting up and i want to make sure i get the right internship yeah that's uh that's what 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 is going on in the world matt why i I can only be responsible for myself sandy (laughs) but you know in that instance you know when and i quite honestly if i interview an intern for whatever reason i don't really want to write a letter afterwards to tell them why they didn't get it i'll sit them right down and i'll say you should not have been looking at your phone i'm sorry yeah you're not, you're not gonna be hired That's yeah it. it's yeah. it's crazy but i i i love that you're doing that i mean employers must love you you save them so much time and energy huh well there's a lot of you would thinks and uh oh. it, it's honestly i mean it, it really is probably the hardest thing i could possibly have imagined trying to do but really yeah yeah uh you know what's getting, the biggest struggle you have in it getting ceos on board huh yeah because like the programs aren't going to survive if they're not coming from the top it's something you have to be it's part of the culture it depends on obviously the size of the company i mean i teach solopreneurs how to do this so yeah, they're, if you're not chief bottle washer, you're not bought in, you're not, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do have a specialty also in virtual internships. So I'm a little bit in demand right now with that, um, you know, obviously. And, virtual and, internship. Right. I didn't even think of that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've got, no, I got training next week for one of the associations and, you know, however many of their employers will come on and I'll say, here's how you do it. Now, are most of the schools, the kids that you get from the Philadelphia area? No, you know, going back to that first part, I do not get into recruiting. It's it's just beyond my capacity to do. We, we teach the employers how to fish. Yeah. So um, maybe someday. Maybe some. No, no, it's cool. All right. So what is the most rewarding thing you've done in the last month? A question just came in from Sally, and her name is not Sally. Got it. So, um, quote, unquote, Sally. Um, I I have to say, honestly... It's the podcasts. I, I am just in my joy to be able to be a guest, to um, 
uh, and I've never done podcasts before and guesting oh. and, and just talking about the book and whatever. I mean, it's not always about the book sometimes, right? It goes down the career yeah. path. That's a, that's a topic, but just to be here, know that quote Sandy is, you know, it's not Sandy, but Sally, that was Sally. Yeah, it was she, Sally. Right. Sally. So that that's you're a made there. up name. So it doesn't right. matter. I get yeah. you, but no, you, but people are listening. I get the chance to, to speak to whatever we're talking about and hopefully have the positive impact in the moment. Right. I mean, the book's the book. It's there. Hopefully people find it of interest and get it right. But yeah. right now we're in the moment. We're in the right now. And, and hopefully uh, somebody's going to get a benefit out of being here with us. OK. So what I didn't know is when did the book come out? It's recent. Uh, it just came out um, six, eight weeks ago. What? Yeah. Congratulations. Ah, Thank you. That's huge. Yeah, maybe that's why now they're doing the podcast because I'm not like head down writing, trying to figure out how to book, get a book published, right? That's now behind me and uh, I get to do the fun stuff now. So how long did it take you to write the book? Hmm. As a fellow author, I mean, I love this, you know, everyone, some people it's like really quick and other ones it's years. Well, I, I definitely have had it in mind to write for a very long time. Um, I'd say that I, you know, hardcore writing about nine months. And, uh, you know, the editing and post process, probably another two to three. Yeah. So just under a year. Yeah. So I guess you haven't done any book signings then if it just came out six to eight weeks ago. No, you're right. Unfortunately not. I really have not done that. But, but you will. Yeah, you will. I will. Yeah. And you know something. You can contact some bookstores and record things virtually for them. Huh. Yeah, because I'm doing one. Like there, you can call um, a bookstore and just do recording yourself, and then they'll post it. And then they will also do another one and send you all the questions that you can answer. Excellent. I, I mean, it's another thing I have to look into. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Fun no, it's a really great suggestion. I'd love to do that. I mean, anything that um, you know just gets it out there. You know, it's for me. Like I'm not a I'm not a personal coach like I don't have clients in that way so I'm not I didn't write the book as like a business card with all due respect I I really wrote this for it to get out there and 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 be read yeah yeah absolutely so spread the word baby spread the word all right you're an athlete so what do you do Matt I'm an ice hockey player no way that's too weird I just had a guy on yesterday and he was like a well he didn't make it he said I was caught I played up until college you know he loved ice hockey so that's crazy well I don't want to repeat your show that's pretty much my story no no I didn't go pro but yeah no I still play and uh, it's been one of the greatest did you play in college too oh yeah sure and I was captain of temple undefeated champions um, you know the glory days so are you a flyer fan then well, uh, uh, I guess I a hear, fun uh, fact: I was I was born the day the Flyers played their first game. So, does that wow. answer your question? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you still go to games? Not now. I mean, like. But. Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely try and make uh, some games. My family's had season tickets that you know uh, we spread around. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. Sure. In your book, it says, I look inside Zism, and you break it up, which I love, into four different main categories, self-discovery, personal interactions, heightening mindfulness, and life enrichment. Do you mind if we focus in on the personal interactions? I find it so fascinating. Yeah, we can. I mean, I'm here for, we can focus on anything you want. All right, well, what does it mean, sizing people up? We got to start there. Huh. Well, um, 
you know, some of this, by the way, I mean, look, everything in the book builds upon one another. So you can't really talk about personal interactions in part without really having some of the foundation around self-discovery. So um, in and around self-discovery, and again, that overlap, there are what we talk about are several filters in terms of how we interpret our experience in day to day, moment to moment, um, one of which is earned confidence. Uh, another is mood health. That's, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, it's about five chapters in. And then another one is actually perception itself. So the, so, so that's, you have to know from your own um, perspective, you know, where you are in order to, you know, are you sizing people up? to your question uh, accurately. So yeah. um, do you mind if I just kind of walk through on top line? On Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so with, with earned confidence, you're talking about the fact of proving yourself to yourself throughout your life. It's not about confidence gained through, you know, proving to others. Yeah. And we've all been through all the things that we have, whatever the ringer is that we all know has been our, our lives to date younger uh, or otherwise, you know, we're still standing, right? We're still here. We've made it through everything we have so far. And the, the logic behind that is, what do you ever have to worry about? Why would you worry? Why would you be anxious? Why would you stress out over the things that you're not certain are going to happen? It's not necessary because with earned confidence, you know that yeah. you could just deal with the real, right? Pretty, it's straightforward, but you know, you really do have to unlearn how to worry because you know, babies aren't born worriers. <laughs> and so it's a learned trait that uh, just takes away really? from the quality of life for so many people. So I really, that's chapter one. I want to take it head on. Yeah. Well, you know, I, w- I heard through the yeah. grapevine for some doctors, I was talking to about anxiety and stress and worry. And they said that the brain is wired to worry given no facts. So if you don't have any information, you know, like someone didn't call you, you didn't get the results, you didn't get the, the first thing you're going to do is worry and have fear-based thoughts. So are you saying it was like, you, you believe it, we got trained to do that? Well, I mean, I'm not going to pit myself against, uh, you know, a professional in the area of brain wiring, but <laughs> in my, in, you know, in my experience, you know, look, we're all, you know, we're adults here, right? Yeah. I mean, you can, <laughs> I'm just trying to like be straightforward. I mean, look, you're making a conscious decision. You have to, yeah. get, this is like yeah. a habit, like anything, you know, you catch yourself worrying and sometimes yeah, you I don't. Agree. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, and this is important, honestly, because of we, we do have a personal responsibility here, especially when we worry about things and then we lean on other people and start bringing them into the equation about something again, that's like a phantom situation, right? So when it doesn't happen, I agree, I agree, right? I mean, yeah, we're talking about energy transfer. I think, you know, when, you know, your focus on mindfulness has a lot to do with the fact that we all affect each other. And we do have a we that's a big part of it. and, And knowing how people affect us too. So when we get to the point of let's say something we, you know, genuinely you know, worried about and it never yeah. happened, that's where you really have to stop and be like, well, wait a second. What did I do to myself? What Absolutely. did I do to my friends? Yeah. You know, who I, I mean, friends are there for the real stuff, right? So just deal with the real. That's, that's yeah. really what that is. So yeah. from there, we talk about mood health and we can certainly, you know, that's, that's very straightforward. I think everyone understands everyone's had even in their lives, people around them dealing with depression, dealing, you know, in some Absolutely. cases with people having elevation. Obviously, a dreary day versus a spring day, you're going to feel better. You're going to interpret the world around you very differently. You have to recognize that your perception shifts in that way. 
And then perception itself is, I mean, again, it's one of those things you don't think about. I'm just me, you know, I'm taking in all this information and, you know, that's my truth. But the reality is you're not really getting whatever that perfect truth is. Everything that happens is just um, an assumption of the truth. It's, it's just an interpretation. Yes. Of it. Yeah. So, so when we take earned confidence and being present, that's also rooting in gratitude. There's a lot of that there too, but just believing in yourself, knowing just taking things as they come. There's enough happening right now that that's all you really have to focus on. You don't have to worry about things that don't, you're not sure will happen. And then knowing your mood and knowing, um, you know, giving yourself the benefit of the doubt and giving others the benefit of the doubt is really the key with perception, especially when you're in conflict. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I love that you said that, you know, you have to be okay. You're not always going to be pippy skippy, you know? Right. I'm not always pippy skippy, as you say. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, look, sizing people up, there's, there's to your, you know, now that we have that. Yeah. Foundation. You know, foundation. Yeah. So. Sizing people up essentially cuts across uh, a number of things. There's um, um, our tribe, right? Who who are who are the four to five people that we spend the most time with? Because mm. it can it can be said, and I do believe this to a certain degree, that we become kind of the combined average sum of those people, right? They they influence us. The energy exchanges. I you know, agree. we kind of right. Yeah. Well, good. Well, that was easy. You agree? So we can keep going. <laughs> So uh, now the, you don't realize the impact it has on you, but you know it really does matter. I love the like and the word tribe recently. I just love that. Well, I mean, for each of us in terms of sizing people up, and and it's really about our own self awareness. How do these people affect us? Right, we're just talking about worry, and are these five people? I mean, easy inventory. Like, is this person a constant drain on me? Whoever that is, like you, yeah. that's your quality of life right there. So it's not that they're a bad person. No, I get it. Right. And they're allowed to have their dysfunctions. They have their things to work through. But for your own responsibility, for your own health, for your own life enrichment, maybe you might want to insulate yourself a little bit from that person and kind of look left and be like, you know what? That person that's more of an acquaintance really lifts my spirits. I'd love to forge a, a greater relationship with them. And that's that's a conscious, proactive, intentional kind of thing to do. So we're, we're talking about living life, you know, by intention, not by yeah. you know, randomness. And I'm sure you hear that quite a bit. So, so let's stay there. Let's, sure. For you, yeah. have you had people in your life that my friends say, before I knew it, they creeped in and then, you know, they're sucking me dry. Have you had people in your life that you've had to distance yourself from or get rid of, clean house? I mean, I'm in my 50s, so I mean, I probably lost count to the answer to that question. <laughs> How about in the last year? Um, uh, I've been isolated. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Who have I talked to? Uh, you know, honestly, there, there's there's another aspect here that I think is really relevant. Is there's um there was a chapter in the book that I almost didn't put in that I'm hearing a lot about from although the book's just come out called "Be Aware of Spiders." Yep. And it's it's one of those things where because we it really is specific to that sizing people up that, you know, we're constantly in motion with our, our mood, our perceptions and so forth. And then everyone else is, you know, how do you kind of stop all those moving parts and really try and figure out, you know, who am I dealing with, you know, a particular situation and you're looking for those, you know, that this or that. And, and here's the example. So there's, there's only two kinds of people in the world. There's, there's spiders and there are people who get caught in webs. And so here we're talking about people who are manipulators. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the reason... I love why, that analogy. Right. And well, it, it does 
kind of you know carry all the way through pretty easily and right. and and the fact is is that that's a conscious decision that's a choice someone makes to impose their will on another in a conscious way you either do that or you don't right so it doesn't necessarily make them a bad person they could be in a politically charged environment at work and have to do that just to yeah. you know kind of keep their but the fact that they can do that is is something you know something else and and knowing who those people are in your life because I think when people hear this, it's like, oh, to your question, like the people who kind of suck you, right? Those, yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of why I went there. It's yeah. like, oh, that's a spider. That's a spider. Yeah. Again, it's like maybe you insulate yourself from them. And it's also kind of about, you know, for I, I believe that's the vast minority. Okay. We're, we're good people. Right? Yeah. We, we give people the benefit of the doubt. We typically trust people. Our spider yeah. senses, right? That metaphor carries through. You have to trust your gut around that. But at the same time, you know, how do you not get caught in webs? And, uh, and that's just partially in life experience. How do you stay above it all um, is part of that. Yeah, and like, I think like you said, it, it's just recognizing it before you get in too deep. I think as I've gotten older, I can see the signs coming you yeah. know, before I go down that trail and go, what the heck? That's the only, it comes with me with age, with time, with wisdom. It's a skill. Yeah, yeah, it's just a lot, you know, if you're somebody, for example, and somehow I don't think you are, Sandy, uh, if you're somebody who has trouble saying no, right? You, you're not in that category. Pretty, you know what? I used to be. Did you? Yeah. Right. I, I, I would say yes to everyone. I just want to help the world. I couldn't say no. You want me to do something. I would say yes, yes, yes. I worked on it. Like you said, a skill. Yeah. I worked on it. Like well, I had to practice with little things. Right. And you know, so you get it. And if you're one of those people and it, sometimes it's like, well, I don't want to be confrontational, be people like, do you still be a little bit of people pleaser or whatever? Yeah. But yeah. that would be an example of somebody kind of being a little spidery with you, right? Because they know they they can take advantage and get you to yeah. say something, they right? Yeah, knew, they knew. They like, know. call Sandy. She's going to do it. She'll do know? it, right. And so that's being taken advantage of to a degree. And and the worst part is is that when Damn you know <laughs> well right, well, when you know that you should have said no and you didn't, now yeah. you're really taking a hit. Yeah. And your self-esteem and you feel terrible now yeah. about what, right whatever it is that you should you're have said getting me no fired to. up mad again <laughs> oh man i'm revving right now no you know the 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 point is is that you have to respect yourself you have to be kind to yourself and saying no is part of that and and that person it's kind of like a bullying thing in a way that person will respect you when you stand up and just be like you know what that's just not something i want to do yeah. but you know i understand it's got to get done just not for and me and i think a lot of times people are afraid like you said it's confrontation right but when you're younger you also want to be liked you know what i mean and you think if you say no they won't like you and then you learn as you get older well why would i want to hang out with them for that reason anyhow you know hmm. that's a really good point i mean i mean to me you know of all the things that i um you know that we've we've kind of covered and talk about it's like another one of those things like where can you stop all these parts to just kind of draw the line and to me that's around kindness and why be anything less than kind to yourself you have to respect yourself first mm. that's like your building block yeah. so that's like your filter so if anything comes along like it's not really kind to myself if i said yes maybe i should say no right it's like it's kind of that self-love self-love is you know we all are very familiar with you know the importance of that and but it's also somewhat elusive because it's just this kind of visceral like I really wouldn't love myself more but if you just go with the be kind to yourself that's kind of a yes or no it's like you know like you know and then yeah. that's really your building block there yeah I like that it's yeah. a different way of thinking yeah I like that 
All right, well, let's go right into it then. Sure. It goes right down into natural elements in motion. Yeah. Characteristics yeah. and traits. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, this is um, this is something that's been with me for a long time. I had an, This is based on an experience I had. Um, I went out and visited a friend in uh, Big Sur, California. She was at a place called Esalen. And it, it functions like a commune. She was working there. And uh-huh. uh, uh, it's you know, they have these hot springs that meet the ocean. It's beautiful. It's like where the winding mm. cliffs are, where they film the our, you know, car commercials winding along the Pacific. You know, that's that. That's Big Sur. So uh, beautiful place. And they have these, uh, you know, workshops that are unusual, you know, in the realm of mindfulness and things like that. I mean, we're going back 20 years. So it was yeah. much more unusual at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I, I took like a mind-body class. I'm like this Philly, Philly boy. I'm the yeah. jock, right, back then. Yeah. My, hair, my hat's backwards. You know, I was like sore thumb. Yeah. But it was really interesting, you know, they, there was a very intensive course I took because she was working during the day, and they talked about the, the elements, obviously, um, you know, fire, air, earth, and water, and they had it in a, in, in a quadrant. And so uh, it, it's in the book, and it's easier to visualize, but I'll just kind of, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but, you know, at the, at the base, you've got um, a forward and a backward position where you've got water and to the left and, and fire to the right. I'm sorry, water to the left and uh, and earth to the right, right where mm-hmm. they are in nature. And then when you go up, you've got fire to the right and air to the left, like forward back. So fire in the motion of the element, you know. So we kind of went through that, and it, it then transcends into personalities. So if you're Type A, you're typically a fiery person. Mm. Um, if you are kind of like I don't know, surfer dude. Right, things roll off your shoulders, yeah. kind of airy. And then if you're, you know, that pushover, that person who can't say no, then you might be water. Yeah. And then because you push back, right? And then if you're Earth, you're a very grounded person. Now, you don't push forward, but you won't be pushed. So it's kind of interesting, right? Because we talk about all these personality models, and you know, but this is the one that really just sticks with me. Yeah. And which one were you? Well, the one, <laughs> the one thing I'll say is that they talk about it being that you have like this innate element and then you have the one that kind of you grow into through life. So I'm a fiery person. Right? Yeah. You know, that's not hard to figure out. But I have like a maddening amount of patience now, my wife will say. So I'm earth. I, I really will just not – you just – I will not – I'm earth. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. – but the point is, is what, what I really learned and, and this – what I want to get to just for – the value of your your listening audience here is at that age I really had a hard time getting out of my own way when I was in a conflict with somebody and so the 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 analogy or or what have you you around this model was well fire plus fire makes more fire and if you're in that moment do you want to have that argument spread ablaze or can you make a decision even though you're pretty hot about something that you will spare yourself the trouble of, you know, a week's worth of angry emails right back then. We're not talking social media. But yeah. um, and, 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 and knowing that, being in that moment and saying, you know what, I, I don't really know if I want to put myself through that, allows you kind of to take your ego out of the equation and kind of yield and say, you know, I might not see things the same way. I might not agree with you, but I don't see the point in, in really arguing here and, and having things, you know, yeah. spin out of control. So... 
So that's kind of how the model then goes into action. And I've just always found, like, I don't go around Sandy me like, oh, you know, they're fire and they're earth. Like, that's not, <laughs> right? That's not what I mean. Waterbender. They're a waterbender. Yeah, yeah, they're waterbenders. Um, no, it's really more like circumstantial. It's, it's, like, it's kind of like a foundation for, like, emotional intelligence. I okay. Guess. All right. So I have to ask, what was the craziest thing you took when you were there? I took? You said like there was courses and classes. That oh you well, the, uh, you know what was funny. You said it was really strange. Now I know twenty years later, you know. <laughs> I'll, you know you I'll answer. Have? I'll answer the question actually how I thought I was going to answer it. You know, that wasn't your question. I mean, the the, it, the the class I just described was like every day for six, it was thirty six hours in six days. Oh. It was very intensive. You know, seven of us with three instructors, video work. It was really there was a lot to it yeah. but you know so you know it stuck with me but the funny thing is is that they have the natural springs there the, the, the this bathhouse kind of hangs off the cliff over mm. the pacific it's, it's beautiful Ugh. and of course they're all natural yeah in, yeah in, in these things so my first instinct was well the most unusual thing i took was the all natural experience yeah. <laughs> That was crazy with like all these strangers, you know. Yeah, yeah, like it was weird. Like, it even was to the, weird, even yeah. to this day, I don't know if I, you know. Yeah. Would you do it again? Yeah, I mean, when, yeah, in, when in when in Rome, yeah, yeah. it's kind of what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds like fun. All right, so next question just popped in: Who's your coach? Who's your mentor? Who do you use right now for guidance? Wow, John. That's a great question. Isn't that a great question? I honestly wish I had an answer. Ooh. Yeah. I, I mean, love I, the authenticity of that. I, I, I mean, the thing is, is like, I when in my twenties and my thirties, I did read a fair amount of books and very much into personal development and kind of finding myself. But I honestly have not read a personal development book for a long time. Like, and I'm kind of in the, with wow. the non, in the nonprofit. You know, with that, with my family, um, you know, it's hard to, in all the writing I do, it's hard to kind of like, okay, now I'm going to sit down and read a book. It, 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 it's just not there. I honestly didn't, I'm going a bit in a bubble. Like, I can't claim, to, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I don't know who, I didn't know who Brene Brown was. <laughs> you like, know. Right. Until recently, like, oh, okay, yeah. this is one of those. That's okay. Who, who right? cares? You I mean, know? I know some, like, mine is kind of like, my only influences with the book, if I go back, is kind of like Malcolm Gladwell, certainly, like with the spider thing. That's kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. thin slicing, the this or that. And Rhonda Byrne, right, with The Secret. So if you like those genres, that combination, yeah. Yeah. that's kind of the inspiration for it. But I'm just, I don't really have anybody coaching me right now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, no, I, I love that, you know? Like, no, you could have made up anyone, but you're like, no, you know? I mean, if I need that, I mean, like, I'm yeah. constantly growing. I mean, we're all a work in progress, and I need to, of course, always seek that out. I'm not closed-minded to it, but yeah. I don't yeah. have an answer on that one. Yeah, okay. All right, so we got to go to the last one under personal interactions. Managing energy, the invisible force among us. Feel the force. My fan, by the way, always teases me, like, that I think I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan, like, Obi-Wan. Well, yeah, wait it's to, funny. I have... Because um, I, I so I believe something. in energy. Like, I'll go out. They'll go, Mom, are you out talking to trees again? I'm like, yes, I am. I'm getting their energy. I'm it's feeling funny, the force. You, uh, you just kind of cross-section with me, just as a quick sidebar, is my wife, Erica, and she's, um, she's an army vet. And uh, she's kind of a math prodigy, and so she was in counterintelligence. 
And so I don't really Ooh, know much about it. She's got some good stories. She like Jedi knights me all the time. Like I like suddenly like, yeah, I really wouldn't want to do that. Why do I want to do this? You know, like <laughs> that's kind of what your Obi-Wan just reminded me of. But it's, it's kind of an ongoing joke. But we do get along very well. I'm not sure why. Um, Opposites attract. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, well. My husband so- thinks I'm like, are you feeling the force right now? Like they don't get me, but they support you. And that's the big difference. Right. You know? I mean, he has no idea what I'm talking about half the time, but you go. <laughs> he's just not. No, I mean, um, I mean, we're, we're three years together, and honestly, we've never really had an, an argument. Wow, no, nothing, not, not really any major argument. Any, I don't have any misgivings. I mean, you know, yeah, maybe it'll happen, but yeah, no, we we pretty you're in a good groove. So managing energy, back on track. Here we go. Okay, so <laughs> we uh, we we started talking about it. We started talking about kind of that that personal responsibility and awareness that we yeah. need to have. We went, we talked about worry and how we impact other people. And then the other thing is we talked also about how other people impact us and our tribe and things. So that's one aspect of it. Some of it's really uh, just practical, right? I mean, as an entrepreneur, I, I'm very conscientious of how I'm feeling throughout the day. You know, if I'm sitting here at my computer and I, I can't, I'm sitting here for 10 minutes and I can't write a cohesive sentence. I'm like, you know, maybe I should just go do laundry. So I agree. So there's like an energy management. People think time management, but there's different currencies, you know, and, and, uh, energy is certainly one of them in, in our personal uh, health and, uh, you know, working out and, you know, this, we talk about that quite a bit too, and just keeping your energy up and, and that's just normal stuff. We all know what we need to do to take care of ourselves at this point, hopefully. Um, but, Good vibes, neg vibes, they're, they're contagious, you know? So let's put it this way. If you and your friends are, um, you're, you're, let's just go non-COVID here. You're out and about and you go into <laughs> a restaurant <laughs> and, uh, okay. right? So you're having wait, a great wait, time. Wait, 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 Matt. I what? got a dream. I'm dreaming. You have okay. a dream. Oh, now yeah. I woke up. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm outside with my like, friends. Right. Yeah. Well, you're having a great time. And then you sit down and then some, you know, the server comes over and you right away, very palpable, they're in a really bad mood. Like they're like snippy with you. Mm, hate that. Yeah. Right. Listen to what you just said. There you go. Right there. Yeah. You hate that. Yeah. Well, now how are you going to handle that? Because this person's obviously having a bad day. And if you say, I hate that, suddenly you're going to get sucked into this yeah. energy exchange that occurs. Because you were just in a great mood a second ago. Yeah. Are you going to let yourself be ticked off because of this person? Or, no. No right? way. Right. But you have to be conscious of that because it's yeah. very easy to fall into that trap. Or here's an option. Why don't you decide how you might cheer that person up unknowingly to them? How are you going to make that person smile the next time they come back to your table? It's a game to me, by the way. When someone's in a bad mood, wait, somebody like, hey. Like, and then my friends are like, oh, God, please don't do this because they find it annoying. Hmm. You know what I mean? That I'm trying to let them just do their job. Don't try to cheer them up. And I'm like, and I ha- it's almost like <laughs> I have to. I have a great track record. But some people don't want to be cheered up, Matt. You know? Well, I mean, you're right. Like, back to that I can only be responsible for myself moment. But, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, I, you know, my son and I, um, you know, part of the single dad, I have my one son and now my stepdaughter, Greta, uh, you know, us being now the new, you know, the family unit. But, I can't be known as like the great chef. You know, Jake and I, my son who's now 19, we were always out at restaurants. This is a very easy example because we encounter this all the time. And I've, I've taught him at an early age, like, okay, when she comes back, you're going to make fun of me here. Right? Just something. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just a pay it forward thing. But yeah. it's a simple, 
easy example you know it's a good example of just an everyday thing of an energy exchange that occurs and, and just managing it um and and you know, people might go around and maybe uh inflict th- themselves on other people and there's something unhealthy right healthy people you know they don't go around destroying other people right so you really just have to be again very um it's kind of like a shields up thing yeah in that yeah. regard um, and then that kind of extends to is it I just want to stop for a moment. Did you have anything you want to dive into on this point no i I absolutely agree with how i i I find it very refreshing that you taught your son to do that you yeah. know that you really instilled that in him because I was a server, I was a waitress, and you never know what customer they had before or what's going on in their life right. and the fact that you do that, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I mean it's just compassion. Yeah, yeah, you know, compassion and empathy. I mean, I mean that's just the example of it's it, it's a conscious decision because you're paying attention. It would yeah. be easy not to pay attention and then get pissed off. Yeah. So that's the difference in terms of the managing and the energy. And it's just it's a moment. It's an everyday transactional kind of thing. But that's always whatever it is that applies, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, what do you, where do you want to go? I want to go with heightening mindfulness. I want to go into that because everyone keeps saying mindfulness, mindfulness, mindfulness. I'm yeah. sick. Ma- but I think it's so important. And I'm, I know we don't have time to go into your whole book, but of course they're going to buy it. They're going to absolutely buy your book. And But I do want to just one area if we could pick about how to heighten mindfulness. And if you could, your interpretation of mindfulness like what does it mean to you sure I, you know we're right there already we're talking about mindfulness in the whole managing of energy exchange and just being yeah. aware of yourself yep. and others and yeah you know you think about well somebody comes in and they light up the room right that's your, your energy exchange you know why not you know instead of adapting to the energy in a room why not make a conscious effort to be the one to influence it in a positive way if you want to take that one step further so then into the the heightening of the mind of mindfulness in that way. It, part of this is life experience. Part of it is yeah. very practical. Um, so I talk in that we talk about swimming with the current. So it's a lot about trusting your gut. That roots back into earned confidence. It roots back into gratitude, and gratitude is what really keeps you in the present. And you know, it's important to fold gratitude into your day. It's easy to blink and have, be bedtime. So you have to find ways to you know eleven eleven is my chapter eleven right. That's a that's a uh, an example of a trigger, yeah. That you set up for yourself, and you know you brush your teeth. What are you doing for those two minutes? Not a bad time to embed something good about how my day is going to be or how my day was. So the, those are the little habits that you have to, you know, if you don't try and do it above it, if you fold it into things like that that you're already doing, it's a lot easier than trying to form a new habit. So I would certainly recommend that on the practical side around gratitude, and uh, whatever that means to whomever. You know, is hearing this. Yeah, swimming with the current uh, and trusting your your gut. Now, this is kind of a life experience thing for me. That um, and it actually does root back to Malcolm Gladwell because that book uh, Blink, which again that thin slicing was really that early chapter around spiders, applies here because you're talking about that book's premise was those who trust their gut make as good if not better decisions than the people who overanalyze things to make decisions. And I believe that because I've 
You know, I do too. Right? Absolutely. So I've, I've saved yeah. myself a lot of energy right there, not overanalyzing things. Just imagine like, you know what? Earn confidence. I got this. I'm going to stand on my feet. I'm just going right? to yeah. just do it instead of yeah. spending eight hours. So nonetheless, staying on track here, uh, when I find that experience, and I, I don't necessarily understand why, but it's that feeling of I'm banging my head against the wall, uh, you know, the push the boulder up the hill, the swim against the current, all those yeah. kinds of metaphors. You know, I'm a pro- I'm a willful person, and I'm applying my will here. I, I I'm going to take a guess that you can be a willful person if you choose to <laughs> be. Fair, just just a small guess. Yes. But the point is, is you could be doing that, yeah. and then you're just still not getting anywhere. And it could be a conversation. It could be. It could be a relationship. It could be yeah. a job, right? Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, what does it mean to turn around and swim with the current? What hmm. What is that? What What other opportunity is there? Because whatever you're doing and you're already applying your will, you know, I'm gonna, you know try, try again. Well, yeah. how many try, try agains are there? You got to kind of turn around. So that's, again, an individual decision. The other thing that I think is really applicable and goes back to actually my relationship with my wife Erica with swimming with the current is knowing who the current is in a relationship at any given time for any given responsibility. Okay. So we kind of, you know, you think of it, well, we're, it's a partnership and, but in this case, it's a conscious decision. We decide, well, okay, my wife handles the finances. I really do not like dealing with the receipts and all the you know, all the things that we have to do. Yeah. We're both entrepreneurs. She can have at it. That's a huge relief for me. Of course, I have a say. It's just as she yeah. does other things I do. Yeah. But if we know how to divide and conquer in that way, it just wipes away all kinds of potential problems. It's it's you know the best way to manage a problem is just not to let it happen. So when I say it, I think oh, that's funny, right? I think, back, <laughs> I think back to the conversation. Well, we haven't had an argument. Well, that's a lot of the reason why we don't really have the things to argue about. We know who's got what ball. So that's, that's, that's huge. That's huge. Huge. Look, that's, uh, that's failed marriages, <laughs> relationships and most and things. arguments because you know, you both want the same ball and then that you have some major issues. Yeah, and you know the other thing I'd love to say here it's it's kind of doesn't quite fit in the in the chapter. I don't even know if it's right in the book, but this is the moment where I'd like to say do not keep a scorecard. Mm. Yeah. That's good a point. relationship killer. Oh, there. absolutely. I have a college buddy of mine right now going through that. I can't name names, but for whatever reason the dynamic there is like she's not forgiving him for things that happened years ago. Like why would you Ooh. right? Why would you not yeah. forgive? Like how would why would you do that to yourself? to not forgive and why would you want to <laughs> not be forgiven and then you know like this is your marriage this is like your time together so why do that and i know it sounds easier said than done but it's just that's part of just leaving things in the moment you know? i heard somebody say oh my god you're just making me think of this which the guy said to the woman i forgive but i never forget and uh, i'm like really yeah <laughs> So, are you sure? <laughs> Just get a get a scarlet letter tattoo, and then move I forgive, on. but I never forget. Wow! I don't think you're forgiving so wow. much. My husband and my son are so lucky because because I have very little long term memory. They go, "Do you remember that argument?" And I don't remember that argument. So you know, move on. And I don't I don't even like that for myself. It makes me feel yucky. You it's, know, I want to live right here in the moment. That's an energy drain right there. Yeah. 
right? Wow. Holding holding on, you know, harboring um, a grudge of what, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, if yeah. you're holding, why would you do that to yourself or your partner, whoever you're mad at? Just let yeah, it go. Yeah, really, it's bad for you. It's bad. Yeah. It's yeah. bad for you. All right, so I, I have to get to this. I want to make sure we get to sure. a few things, but the effortful achievement of one's why please oh. explain that no you fast forwarded here i so mean like i i mean we just leaped over no, i it's, had it's to fine. i had it's to fine. go you're right I mean, because, yeah i got gratitude I'm yeah no you're right it's it, it really that is the culmination of the book and and part of it is you know i really wanted it to be practical there's this life enrichment action plan that's built into the late chapter called um, winning the battle within, and it reflects back on a lot, some, you know, a lot of things, plus more that we didn't talk about. And it just, you know, the book's written like it's a personal conversation. Yeah. And uh, certainly, I'm making disclosures throughout and things, and just talking, you know, about anecdotes. And then you get to that uh, that point, and you're you're doing this this plan. It can be a whole framework around personal development. It could be a tune up, or you could just do it a la carte. So, right before that, as you get after you know, beyond mindfulness. And we're talking about the law of gratitude. I'll just acknowledge it and say, um, I re I visit it. I have to, it's just a foundation for that chapter called inevitability that you just talked about. Uh, and for me, the whole thing with, with the law of gratitude is it just boils down to what we expect tends to happen. That's just hold that thought, right? Because then you go back to worrying, which is an expectation of things you don't want to happen. And you wonder, well, if the law of attraction is real, worrying is actually going to cause the things. So if you believe in the law of attraction, try not to worry because that, that is a, there's, you're kind of contradicting <laughs> Easier yourself. Easier said than done. Easier said than I done. Totally I just want to get back to that worry thing, that be kind yeah. to yourself thing, right? Yeah. That single message. So the effortful achievement of one's why is really about the fact that the law of the law of attraction can only get you so far. It's transactional. It doesn't start a business. It doesn't make it profitable. It doesn't write a book for you. You know what are those things that are effortful? Those things that are part of your why that uh, you, you can use some of those principles to in, in a combination. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for eighteen years, uh, and, and how do you how do you apply it in, in a in a practical way? Uh, yeah, for example. You know, one of the questions which really led me to the book is what would I regret not doing so, okay. to get to your why? Yeah. I mean, not everyone has to strive for their why. You could, it's your life, you know, go binge yeah. watch if you want, you know, that, that's what you want your life, you know, but for some people, and I've no, I've no, I judge nobody, yeah. because, but we all have our lives and that yeah. if you are looking for that purpose and you want to try and clarify and, and, and get a sense of direction or, you know, my kids are out, you know, my kids are out of the house now where I'm at this point in life and I'm looking for where to go. You know, that's really where, where we are right now. And, and how do you figure that out? And then how do you get there? Yeah. So how deep do you want me to go on this one? Cause this well, is, I'll tell you what, I, I love that you, I, I haven't heard it put that way. What would you, what did you say? What would you regret not what would, doing? What would you regret not doing? The book for me, right? Because I've been wanting to write it for 15 years or so, at least. Yeah. So I just felt a responsibility, you know, whether it's earned confidence and the beware of spiders, you know, some hard living yeah. <laughs> went behind that. And I just, like I said, I don't necessarily read a lot of other books. So I'm just kind of in my own head about it. And um, I just wanted to get this stuff down. And fortunately, uh, it's been well received. So here's a question. We're going to pop it in right now that I had. As far as effortful, shouldn't be ease and flow, the guy wants to know. I was always told if it's my passion, then it should be ease and flow. Well, 
I mean, it's. I mean, with respect. That's a good question. It's a good, (laughs) good question. I mean, I'm trying to connect dots between how I'm interpreting or writing about it and the question itself. So, uh, you know, like working backwards, I, I talk about inevitability in combining with law of attraction. If you're talking about law of attraction, is grounded in is gratitude, which I think just about everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, inevitability is grounded in self-belief. So if you're an entrepreneur and, and you typically think an entrepreneur would say, well, here's my business plan and here's my three month, six month, one year, three year, five year, 10 year, right? You're at point A and here's where I want to go, you know, all the way down. Yeah. But when you're talking about inevitability, you have to go all the way out to the furthest point B. What is your vision? What is your why? What Get crystal clear about it and go there. And then you have to have the complete self-belief in it as if it's inevitable, as if it's already happened kind of faith level self-belief, whatever that is for you. And then you're, you're working backwards from that point B, almost like dominoes is what I talk about, Sandy, in the book. Yeah. So yeah. you're lining dominoes back up straight. But, you know, for me with the Internship Institute, that's 50 years out. I mean, just there's just it's systemic in that way. And it's part of the nonprofit is part of the reason. But I don't have to worry. I mean, I'm in my 50s. I love to think modern technology is going to have me here to see that. But the reality is, is I don't have to worry about that yeah. as much as I have to the tipping point. What's the domino that I have to get to to tip to make the rest fall? Gotcha. That's the stuff I talk about there. Yeah. All right. Well, I could keep talking to you about this stuff because we're definitely of like mind. But I just want to get a little bit about the life enrichment chapter. So I'm sure. trying to think of what we could go over, you know, with that. It won't take too long. And my curiosity is peaking right. on winning the battle within. Okay. Well, I mean, life enrichment, that whole area goes together. And at that point, it's going to be a, a personal decision. There, the, the book, in, the way it's written, has questions throughout the book that are going to, the, the questions about it, um, that people are going to resonate with certain things and, and not others. So when you get to winning the battle within, that's going to mean different things to different people. And gotcha. It, so it starts out with, well, why? at what point in our lives does it ever get to I'm my own worst enemy. Have you ever said that to yourself? Well, I don't know. What would have happened for you to come to that point of saying that? Because that brings us back to just be kind to yourself as a yes or no. So that's part of it. But I've definitely said that to myself. Yeah. But I mean, do you internalize it or do you say it like, like, oh, I'm my own worst enemy. It's kind of out here in the surface external. But if you're internalizing that, that's that's the big problem. Yeah, Um, I get it. So. Winning the battle within, it's, you know, no matter how far you've gone, you know, in terms of in whatever direction, and now you're looking to your why, you can always turn around, you can always change course, wherever you are, right? The past is the past. And you just have to, you just have to be patient and kind with yourself. And, and to the question earlier, we're talking about things that are effortful. And they're not going to happen by you have to be intentional and live live life by choice rather than chance. Right, you know, I hear so many people who, you know, really don't understand the law of attraction, which is why I'm glad that you cleared that up with the effortful achievement of why is they make fun. Oh, I'm just going to wish for it and it's going the universe is going to bring it to me. That's not the law of attraction. No. I mean, to in in quick summation, the law of attraction to me, you don't have to be like, "Oh, you know, let me go do this and meditate you know like all the flighty stuff you just talked about it's about you it's about gratitude it's about that's being in the moment 
in the now, right? We talk all about that. That's where the joy of life is. That's where life enrichment is. Not not holding regret, not worrying about things not happening. It's being present. So, I mean, so you don't have to call it this, you know, woo-woo law. And like, it's <laughs> gra- like it's gravity. I've just heard that word so much lately. Like, oh, woo-woo. Woo-woo. I was like, woo-woo. I've never heard it before, quite honestly, until yeah. recently. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and Brene Brown. <laughs> Brene Brown, yeah. I, I mean, I really, I just know who she is. I can't really yeah. say I follow too much yet. But, yeah. the, but the idea being that you are you know, moment to moment experience it. You're in charge. Just be intentional. So expectations matter. That's the one thing about the law of attraction. I would say applies what you expect tends to happen. So don't worry about things. Don't worry about me. I tell people, don't worry about me. You're putting me in danger. (laughs) If you worry about me, please don't worry about me. Those kinds of things. Think I'm going to be great. Like, like think exactly. That's a great exit. That's a well. You want to hear something that is my little pet peeve. And this is for anyone out there. I've never said this before, but when people say, you know, I hope you have a safe travel or have a safe flight. I, I say to them, why don't you just say, you know, have a fun flight. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do people differentiate between, hey, I'm getting in the car and I'm getting on a flight. I hope you have a safe flight. I'm like, no. I say to people, hey, have fun on your flight. You know, have a good time. Right. Meet meet good people. Right. That's what you want people to do for you. But I'm going to catch you on this one because when you say pet peeve. Yeah. You're going nag. Oh, darn face. You're right. Yeah. No. Gotta say it like it is, man. I guess. Well, I mean, look—it's yeah. it's impossible to be on our game all the time yeah. with this. But I, I, just from a practical standpoint, no wonder they keep saying it to me because I'm saying pet peeve. <laughs> yeah, right. They just want to—they just want to get a rise out of you. <laughs> um, go ahead. But it's true. You don't want people to worry about you. I get it. No, don't worry about me, Sandy. I won't. You know what? I will sleep well tonight. Then. Please. All right. Now, what else do you want to go over? Because we're going to wrap up here, Sue. Is there anything we didn't get out that you want to get in? Besides, they're going to, you know, whatever we didn't get in, they're going to get your book anyhow. Well, I'd love to think that, you know, and I guess on that point, like I'm not comfortable with like, oh, my book, this, my book, that. It's just, it just doesn't, like, I'd rather you just ask me, right? But I wrote it to get it in as many people's hands who were open to knowing it. And the fact yeah. is that, you know, um, it's on Amazon. Go read the reviews for yourself. You can read the first part of the book for free. You can go cool. on my website and do the same thing. And then you'll know if you want to keep reading. So the only call to action that I would hope, just have enough curiosity to go and just read the first part of the book and then and then decide. Oh, that's good. That's a good point. All right. Yeah. Well, we have some questions for you that they okay. want to get to know you that we, we ask you. What's your favorite color? Green. Okay. Favorite book besides your own? Mm. Blink. Blink. Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Favorite movie? Ooh. I'm just going to go with It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, my God. Okay. Do you have a favorite series you're watching on Hulu or Netflix? Hmm. Uh, We just finished Ozark. Oh, I loved Ozark. Yeah. I really liked it. Erica and I, I mean, we kind of have our binge watching... um, Every now, but we don't at this time of year. Like here in Philadelphia, you know the season's now changing and it's warm out, and she's out yeah. gardening right now. So we're we're done our binge watch phase right now. Yeah. What What is your favorite hobby? What do you like to do in your downtime? Ice hockey. Every chance I get. Really? You still like? How often are you out there? Is it hard to get ice? I have so many. questions. It's hard to get ice right now. Uh, I play like three times a week, um, every Friday, every Sunday, and then I'll sub in with some teams. So. Yeah, I mean, that's my hobby. That's my outlet, right? 
So, is, is that your crew? Like, do you have a, like a great group of guys? Uh, I, I have a few crews. You know, I'm, I'm in touch with some of my college friends. You know, we'll do, we're doing, you know, virtual gatherings, you know, one this Saturday. I, I certainly have a crew in conjunction with my wife and our friends. And I have my hockey buddies. So, you yeah. know, it's just, I kind of rotate crews. Okay. One thing you want to accomplish in the next year. I want to, and this is very new. It just came up. I'm going to launch my own podcast. Woo! All right. That'll be fun. You'll have a good time with it. It won't take a year. Right, but that's something you want to have done. I I like it to, in a year, I want it to be as if it has always been there. Oh, I like, ooh, I like that. That's an inevitability statement. Yeah, I like that. Okay. that's, That's pretty cool. Okay. One thing, if you could change right now, what would you change about what you're doing in your daily routine? Hmm. I'm a little bit out of my morning routine. Like for me, if I don't carve the time, it it is likely not going to happen. And I've been a little less disciplined about it, and I'm paying some price for it. I'm just not. It, Which it is just, my next question? What is your morning routine? Huh. That was my last question. Oh, okay. Well, it flowed right there. Well, look, in terms of triggers and folding gratitude into my day, I do try and do that uh, as soon as I put my feet on the floor. It's the first thought that always comes to my mind as soon as I get out of bed. So my morning routine starts right there. Okay. And then, yeah, when I'm brushing my teeth, I mean, I mean, I, it sounds very, you know, domestic personal care kind of stuff, but I'm really being intentional in those moments because... Uh, it, it works for me. No, I love that. And then I, I probably just from a, a physical standpoint, I'll, I'll wrote, we have a Peloton uh, and uh, I'll try and do that a few times a week. And then I, we have, you know, we have a gym downstairs and, and I, I stretch. And I'll meditate too. Not, not as often as I used, as I used to. So I, in a perfect world, if I was doing nothing else, I'd carve two hours in the morning and I'd do all of that at once every day. Hmm. I aspire. But, in a non-perfect world, how long does it take you to do your mor- morning routine? 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Matt, we got to go. It's been fun. But before we go, sure. how can they reach you? Thank you, Sandy. Wow, it's over already? I can't believe- it's, it's over already. You said it was going to be a gauntlet. Wow, that was a layup. No, thank you so much for having me. My my website, uh, Z-isms, or Zed, if you're you know interpreting it outside of America, uh, is it has a hyphen, isms.com, and it's uh, it's insights to live by, and then easy enough to find on uh, online. And again, the reviews have been really um, a lot more um, just so nice. <laughs> Just, Isn't just, that great to I'm hear? I'm so grateful. Like people are just yeah. like, wow, I, it's, it's all been in my head, right? So you yeah. just don't know. So yeah, so just go check it out. That's all I can ask for. And I hope you like it. And and I I just want to make an impact. And that's happened right here in the moment. That's why this is so so much my joy doing these and and then by extension the book. Cool. All right, my let's keep it real people. If you have any questions, you know you can send it to me. Questions at sandyjoyweston.com. And I'll be sure to get them to Matt, or you can just go directly to him. I know you had so much valuable information in here, and go support him. Go buy the book. And until next time, you know what I'm going to say. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember... 
keep spreading the positive.